chapter 10, Ecclesiastes. That's the book that, you know, you get the, you buy the Passion Translation, and, and he didn't translate that one. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a little-known, little-worked book, I think. Praise God. There's all sorts of stuff in Ecclesiastes. But look in verse, uh, verse 10. Hope you have it underlined already, but let's look at it tonight in the light of, of a supernatural summer. Does that kind of click in y'all when we say that, when we say supernatural summer? We're, we're right at halfway through the summer, June, July, August. And I believe we're getting momentum, but I want to push it through tonight. I want to push it through for you, for River Church, for... And here's what the King James says. It's a, it's a wisdom book, but it says, If the iron be blunt, so it's talking about an axe or a knife. If the iron be blunt, and he do not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength, and then the, the analogy is, but wisdom is profitable to direct. That's a, little, that's a little Elizabethan or whatever. The New Living Translation says this, says, Using a dull axe requires great strength. Now, I shouldn't even, shouldn't even explain it, but let's just get it out there in the practical. What do you use an axe for? Well, you're going to cut something down. And if you're determined to cut it down, then you can't quit after 10 licks or... 15 licks, you, you can't quit until it's down. And so he's saying here, the proverb is saying, that if it's going to take a lot of strength to cut it down. So using a dull axe requires great strength, so sharpen the blade. Then the parable there that's explained, that's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. In the TEV version, forget what the T stands for, but if your axe is dull and you don't sharpen it, you have to work harder to use it. It is smarter to plan ahead. Now we know this. I mean, this is not like, wow, never heard of that before. But let's put it into the application. Let's, since we're not all going into the woods, and it's not literal to us about sharpening the axe. It's got to be a parallel to us. So I looked at two approaches here. I looked it up in the commentaries, and they had nothing. Everybody said, this is a, this is a hard saying. This is what they all said. All the commentaries said, this is a hard saying, and we don't know what it means. I, that was amazing. I'd never seen a commentary that had done that. But I knew what it meant. And here's what I came up with. Life has two approaches. There's two ways to approach life. Because everybody has two choices. You may think you have more than that, but really you just have two. Uh, there's the flesh, or we'll say the physical realm, the natural realm, the base or the carnal realm, the, the brutish realm, or the soul and spirit realm, soul and flesh, soul and body, body and soul realm. We'll call that the physical realm. We can live in that realm. We all used to. And occasionally we may veer off a little bit and put two wheels over it towards the ditch. Then there's the other realm that we can live in. You have to choose because the physical realm is the default realm. 
To do nothing, to not choose, is to choose. To choose not to come out, you default to living by the flesh, which the Romans tells us for us is death. It is for everyone, but we're aware of it. But the spirit realm, there's another realm. There's a realm, and we're going we're gonna to call that the, the file that works on our acts. It's not like, okay, we're going to go get a chainsaw, although that's real possible, but let's just keep it on the axe. The spirit realm is the inward man, the unseen realm, the unnatural realm. I'm going to say that it's the higher realm because the default is always going to be the lower realm. It's the, uh, it's the supernatural realm, things super meaning above or beyond natural, beyond the default beyond the common, beyond the ordinary, beyond the way that everybody knows to do and to live and to think and to chase and, and everything, you have the spirit realm. And here's the most challenging thing for Christians, the most challenging thing in faith. I've discovered it. I've meditated on it. I'm going to teach it. But the hardest thing that we do is to come to grips with God is our Father, and we are born again, or we are children of God. We don't have any problem asking our parents, ringing them up and say, Hey, Mom, you know, we, Barry needs to borrow the lawnmower. His, his, his went out. I'm going to be over. And, you know, we just fall out if she said, Well, I've already talked to your father about that because we thought she was coming. And we think about $5 an hour would be fair. Well, we just fall out. We just, we just like, what? Because that's our parents, that we are children of them, and we have access, we have uh, commonality, we have favor, we have what is yours is mine. And if you have need of something, what is mine is yours. We have that thing. But here's the issue. We've not run into that realm with God. You got it? I need it? I'm getting it. I'm good. I'm coming over, and if you're not there, I'm just going to get it. We don't have that, where his power is my power, his wisdom is my wisdom. And so we're always having to be challenged by that to being illegitimate or orphaned or adopted from that. So back to this. Let's look in verse 10. It says, uh, if your axe is dull and you don't sharpen it, you don't sharpen it, you have to work harder to use it. So let's plug in. If your life is physical, fleshly, natural, brutish, body and soul, you have to work harder to live. You're going to have disappointments. You're going to be fearful when the boogeyman comes of life, financially or physically uh, in our health or whatever. We're, you're going you're gonna to live in that realm if you don't sharpen your axe, if you live in the natural realm. We all, everybody in here, we've road tested this. It's not like, really? I'll have to try that. So we'll go back to this verse and says, if your axe is dull and you don't sharpen it, you have to work harder to use it. It is smarter to plan ahead. So what, what I have here is that it requires great strength and you can never let up to live life in the natural realm, the physical realm, the body and soul realm. You can never let up. You, got, you made a million dollars, you can't let up because 
Where are you going to put it? You're going to put it in the bank? You're going to put it under your mattress? You're going to put it... Where are you going to put it? That TV is full of ads. Put it in gold. Put it in Put it somewhere. And the reason they're doing that is because people don't know where to put their money. So you go, well, man, if getting rich doesn't fix it, there's no immunity. You know, Dr. Oz and Dr. Doodly Doo and, 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 and Chickadee, all of them have got the cure for everything. But it's not happening. There's, it, there is no life that can be supernatural and yet not sharpen the axe. We're sharpening the axe tonight. Yes. And you go, well, it's not dull. Well, you just, we just, we need to raise a sharp all the time in our life. So I have, I have determined to have a, to make a pivot in this summer right now. Today's the 12th. We're going to pivot tonight and we're going to open the sails into a supernatural summer. I mean, I wish 300 people were here, but we're all just as important as any, anybody could ever come. To God, so we're going to put our sails in the wind, and we're going to uh, uh, two things. We're going to be positioned and empowered. We're going to we're going to open our lives. We're going to sharpen the axe in order to be positioned, to be at the right place at the right time, and then to be empowered to put on the Lord Jesus, to put on Holy Ghost. I'm a child of God. Every devil is afraid of me. Sickness has been defeated, whooped, taken out of the way. He bore it away. It's not an issue. Sin, Jesus solved the sin situation. I am the righteousness of God through and through, every day in every way. It's as if I was born without sin. You just, boy, you have to work on that, don't you? Because this, this creepy world, this soulish, dull-axe world tries to come in and says, you, it's going to be close this time. Turn with me to Acts chapter 6, please. Acts chapter 6. Now, how do we sharpen our axe? Because, do you know any Christians that have been wailing on the tree and they're not even, you know, that, that, that joke? That, that the guy's in the woods all, all day long and he's still working on the tree and somebody, a woodsman, comes up to him and says, what is the problem? What is... He said, well, this cutting down tree is hard, hard work. And he said, but you got a chainsaw. And he said, yeah, it's not that good. And he said, well, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. And the, the, the lumberjack comes over and picks it up and pulls on the handle and it starts. And the guy jumps back and said, what's that? It's funny as it can be if it's told right. So obviously, you know, you, we got to have a little expertise here in the spirit. Christians that, if, that are still, they're, they're beating it with a bat. They're cutting down the tree with a bat, and they don't even know it. They think that everybody's cutting down the tree with a bat. Acts chapter 6, look in verse 1, it says, And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring, could we say strife? There arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows, oh, isn't it my widows and your widows? You know, what happened to just widows? Were neglected in the daily ministration. When the twelve called the multitude of disciples unto them and said, it is not reason, it is not right 
It's not godly that we should leave the Word of God and serve tables. This whole problem was serving tables, wasn't it? This, I mean, boiled down to that. Wherefore, brethren, look out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom. Isn't that what it says? Full of the Holy Ghost and full of wisdom. So you might could be one or without the other, that we may appoint over this business. The kingdom is business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. Isn't that amazing? And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they, the apostles, had prayed, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased, the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Wow. And Stephen, full of faith and power, he's the one that was, remember back there in verse 5? Full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, did great wonders and miracles among the people. He wasn't even the one that was giving himself to the word and prayer continually. He was waiting on the tables for a while. So here, I want you to notice, if you would with me, um, where is that... Uh, Verse 3, seven men, seven women, seven, seven disciples of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, and wisdom, and wisdom. I want to remind you that James 3.17 says, but the wisdom that is from above. He just got through talking about the wisdom that's earthy, demonic, Sensual and demonic. Devilish. And he said that is worldly wisdom. So we're not just talking about brand X of wisdom. He says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. He said, get it. Get this wisdom. So, back to verse 3, it says, Seven disciples of honest report, so they've got a consistent life, full of the Holy Ghost, so they can pray in the Holy Ghost, they know the Holy Ghost, and wisdom. And the, then, uh, verse 8, Great wonders and miracles among the people. Ephesians chapter 5. Isn't that interesting? Ephesians chapter 5. Now, there was, a lot of multi there was a multitude of disciples, but when they chose seven, was it seven or six? Seven men, okay. So they chose seven, and it turned the world upside down. It didn't say that, uh, that you had to have a lot of, there was a lot of disciples there, but it didn't really happen till they had seven people, seven disciples, that engaged, that sharpened their axe, that was going through the forest, cutting everything down, just taking care of business. So powerful to get people 
filled with the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom, and of honest report. I believe we have it here at River Church. Chapter 5, verse 15. Paul is giving the church at Ephesus some direction here. And he's winding it down in chapter, in chapter 5. He says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, but as wise, but as wise, redeeming the time and so forth. Oh, verse 17. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Now, there, there it is. That's what we've been looking at in Romans. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. He said, don't be unwise. So that tells you unwise is not sharpening your axe. You're out there using great strength continually, and, and you, never, you never really get the job done. You really don't plan ahead. You're just like, here's what people say, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for the Word. We don't have time for prayer. We don't have time for uh, uh, meditation because we've got to chop down some trees. And God said, yeah, well, I'm, I'm in the tree chopping business too. I'm all about the kingdom being chopped and, and put in order. But I don't want you... To, I, but he said, but it's not a waste of time. Prayer is not a waste of time. It's an investment. It sharpens the axe. <laughs> in this case, it pulls the cord on the chainsaw. <laughs> it's like, really? You mean we cut down 15 trees this morning versus supper time and we're about to get one? That's right. And you, you, you would think, this is so basic, we, we ought to be teaching this in the nursery. But most of the church hadn't got this yet. Yet. Now, I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about the kingdom. Hadn't got this yet. It's like we cannot stop doing productive things and pray. That's a luxury. That's a frivolity. That's a, that's a, that's a thing you do when you got all your business done. No, it's how you get your business done. Meditate in the Word. When the devil comes, and the Bible says he will come, You've got to have an answer for him. When he's knocking on the door, you've got to, you've got to have an answer because he is going to be at the door. And what you answer him is so life-changing. And um, so wisdom, wisdom, answering with a word. You know, in school, I'm sure it's this way over at Columbus, but surely it is. You know, when they give you an essay question and they say, explain this, Say, why, the, why did the Revolutionary War, what, what, what caused that? And if you don't know, you fill up that front, the back, and the front, and the front of the next page. You are, you are throwing a net instead of a hook because you know something's got bound to hit. And, you know, the teacher sees that. They're like, what? This is just stuff. You may have finally hit it, but we're not going to give you credit for it. Well, that's... That's what happens when we don't have the Word inside of us. We just, in the name of Jesus, and we just bind this and take authority over that, but we're, we're just fishing. We're just throwing stuff out there hoping something will, you know, back him off. Instead of succinctly and precision, surgically taking care of it the first time 
and dealing with it and getting it out of our life, it's over. Well, you got to sharpen the axe. You, 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 got had, you had to pull off yesterday and get in the woodshed and put it on the stone and whoop that thing down. But while you were in there, there was no trees being cut. Everybody on the crew still out there saying, where is Michael? Well, he's in the shed. Pepsi-Cola took his axe in there. But when he comes back out, he lays waste. This is what we're called to do, is to be smart. What, what did it say there? It is smarter to plan ahead. Let's look in James chapter 1. You know what's there. I'm almost finished. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray because that's what we're called to do. You know, you notice there in Acts where he said, until you can get where we are, you're waiting tables, we're going to give ourselves continually to the Word and prayer. Well, that's where we're all supposed to be, would you say? We just got to get our axe sharp. First of all, you got to get your axe. Uh, you just don't know if most of the kingdom doesn't even, doesn't even know. They're just... Well, anyway, we won't go there. Chapter 1, verse 5, 5 and half of 6 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So there's got to be a place to put that wisdom. It's not just going to fall on you. You've got to want it and have a place for it when it comes. Otherwise, you won't regard it as from God. You'll just say, look at me. Some kind of smart boy I am now. But if you ask for wisdom and he bails you out, you go, oh my, Lord, thank you. Thank you. We're going to do that again. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But here it is. But let, let him ask in faith nothing wavering. So we got to put it on. It, you know, to get born again, a, a, a common failure to getting people led to Jesus is not first to lead them to sin. You got to you got to tell them you are a bona fide sinner, because everybody I ask says, "Well, the reason I'm going to heaven is because I do the best I can." Well, they're not sinners. They're just we're all just out here, and and it's a race. And the first 144,000 are going to cross the line. They're going to get it. And I, I figure I can beat several. That's not it. We've got to get them to be sinners so that they need Jesus. Well, we have to get, you don't want to say we need to get stupid, but we need to not be full of ourselves, to not think more highly of ourselves than we ought. We need to say, even though I got through this, and even though it didn't wipe us out, and even though we're still standing at the end of this trial, that's not the way heaven designed this to be. I am a child of God and all of heaven's resources, his angels, and all his provision, thousand hills, is mine. And I squeak through. I'm barely standing. This isn't it. I didn't use God's wisdom. I got me a plan, and I didn't pray, and I didn't consult, and I didn't sit back. And, uh, boy, I've been there. I, you know that's... Uh, uh, in the story. Let's go, to, let's go to one more or so, Romans chapter 8. This is what we looked at Sunday. I'm getting all that in to say what we said Sunday and have been. This is the fifth time we've been talking about everything is turning out amazing. Intended just to minister on it one time, but this thing just keeps... It's that foam stuff that you put in the crack. It just, it just grows. 
And it gets on you and you can't get it off too. Romans chapter 8, let's look in verse 24. It says in verse 24, We are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. So it's a different kind of hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, what doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, so there's a parallel here. He used that to, to pivot then to say, if you can understand that, and we can, then you can understand this. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. That's when we faint when we don't see. It didn't go good today. It didn't go this, this month good. And we're weak and we're, we're calling things like we see it. And we're having a hard time. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our weaknesses, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Would you amen that with me? We, we don't know. We get, you get under the pressure of it, and if you, if you knew what to pray, you wouldn't be under the pressure of it. You'd have prayed it and got it and moved on, but the pressure of it, and then, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, now, God, I'm asking you to take it away. Well, how many of you all know that's... That's not the way to pray. Whatever we bind on earth. But when you get under duress, you're... Anyway, we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit, thank you, Lord, for the Spirit, itself maketh intercession for us. You could say right there, and you ought to, you ought to put that in circle and put it out to your margin, for me. The Holy Ghost maketh intercession for me. Because sometimes you're tempted to say, well, I'm glad I'm in that bunch. They're more righteous than I am, so if I'm in there, well, God will help them and I'll get a little dab. We're, we, are, we stand alone, certainly together, but so powerful alone. Don't need to be lumped in. Well, come, come in here and pray with me because God will hear you. No, the, we don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for me with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according, look, look, according to the will of God. So it's perfect prayer. Praying in the Holy Ghost is perfect prayer. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't stand off and just say some words that are unintelligible, and that maybe you've used in your Holy Ghost, there's, there's got to be something behind them. None, 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 none is just not bringing the will of God. The Calvary is still eating breakfast on the other side. Well, you've got to engage. You gotta en the word intercession means I'm engaging. I'm giving a platform for Him. And then he says in verse 28, We know that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. So why do we need wisdom? Because there's a purpose. They said, go cut down the trees. So I'm taking my axe out there. Well, I get out there and I'm like, this thing is dull. It looks like a, it looks like a hammer. It looks like a mallet. So i got to take it back to the shop and hone that thing down. Wet the blade. I submit to you, family, that we are all wetting the blade right now. There's a harvest that's coming. It's here, but I mean, we, we're wetting the blade. 
The Bible says it is smarter to plan ahead. We're, going to, we're in this harvest because we're the prepared ones. I've got the, the parable of the five virgins, the ten virgins, but five, where it was in there working on that edge, working on that edge. But the other virgins, it's like, ah, just take some hammers out there, take a rake out there. We can, whatever comes, we knock it down, and then Goliath shows up. You need the weapon. Now, here's what my, this is the last thing I'm going to say is our personal and corporate goal as believers is to have everything we do sanctioned by wisdom. When we do something, wisdom from above has led us. Everything we do sanctioned by wisdom, wisdom from above. Now, I've done some stuff that was not. I've done stuff that was selfish. I've done something that was, that I thought was an easy way out or, or was, you know, this living by faith business, it's, uh, it takes time. It takes time to walk stuff out, patience. and, and uh, But wisdom says, wait for it. Wait for it. Do not, do not take it before wisdom has done it. So we're going to pray tonight. It's 20 till or so. We're going to pray a few minutes. We're going to pray wisdom into River Church. But specifically, you're River Church. We're River Church. I'm River Church. We're all River Church. And God recognizes us together because we're family. He's, he set the members in the body as, as it has pleased Him. So we're, 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 we're asking, we're making a place, we're, we're giving a place for wisdom to come. We're saying, God, we need wisdom, which is another way when you get someone born again to say, you're a sinner, you're without God, you're the lawless, you're a rebel. You cannot be with God. And they say, well, I, I guess you're right. I need Jesus. So we'll, we're saying in that same vein, I need wisdom. I'm not smart enough to do without wisdom. I'm not experienced enough to go without God's wisdom. I'm not anything. I need His wisdom. And now I have enough wisdom to know how much I need His wisdom. Ishadere busalida baha so gadehisi talada baha. Let's pray it out right here, right now. A supernatural summer, a pivoting summer. Avre jode bronga yo lebehe so garabahaso u dede Lord we're praying for wisdom jiga de behe su dede rabasi zude branda bahaso dere bohoso tede bohosi o kade si fill us with wisdom Lord from within sharpen us tonight brusha gadete busha de non amanda bahaso garavihi si agalavai Right place, right time, right people. Jide brehe do sedida, bu sedida bahana, moon ziagalavai. Ude bro shadida bahasa. We invest, we invest to sharpen. Bro shadida branda bahaso gadavihi si ada bahai. Monda bragada, bu kalabihi si de behe so de bahandi al goze. 
Jure, bruja, bande, be, gozi, jere, bohun, di, aglabar. O, de, brenga, libi, di, anzu, de, de, bo, kalabahan, di, abude. In, de, beheso, kira, branda, bahada, bu, shiata, be, de, bo, sedi. Nuno mando, de, de, bo, sedi, de, bahana, munzi, aglabar. Zubra, dubra, hara, bush, gdehe, so, dere, bohu, so, dere, bodai. Numbra, gara, bro, kaha, siya, kade. Havre, du, kia, kasiya, du, serebo, si. Nun, dede, se, we dig deep, Lord. Zude, bro, shagadito, de, de, bahatai. Into the spirit realm, into the living realm. Bro, shagadaha, so, dere, bo, sedi. We dig out that carnal, that natural wisdom. We banish you. No more, no more, no more. Next steps. Next steps, ubregere, busadida, bahaso, nundabrahara, kavahya, si kadihi, si di dose, walking on the water, so de de basi, to de basi, to gadavihi, si, zu, getting things done, brosha tode, brosha di, mondabahasi, money cometh, shode, branda, bado, zere, busadida, busadi, Kola brahada bush gara bahada di ninga de heso ti de dosi a holy ghost assembly subre de bro shi de bro shadi standing as one man bro shadida bro daba with one voice bro tabeheso ti de brehene munzigadito ze tu brahada bu kadihi si de bo si not by might nor by power. Hallelujah, bro shadi do brehere bu shagi non amanda bai. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Did anybody have anything come up out of your heart that, that you didn't speak out where we could hear it? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I did not. Breakthrough. Hallelujah. Would a breakthrough help us? Would a breakthrough change? Would that sharpen our our everything, our our whole everything? If could we get it done? If we had breakthrough? Oh yes, Lord. Anyone else? Oh, there you go. Iron sharpens iron. Well, we humble ourselves. We submit ourselves one to another. We submit ourselves to the fivefold ministry all over the body of Christ. Hallelujah. I just saw this huge ring of keys and the door that, you know, the 300-pound door, that proverbial thing that you can't break down. And someone had this huge, old, medieval ring of keys, just a huge thing. And they were just trying to get one of them to open the door. And then, then someone walked up with a golden key, and it slipped into the door and just opened it. And they went in and were delivered and supplied and provided and the answers were there. The mystery was ex revealed. It was just like wisdom is so easy. 
but it's it's got to be sought. Thank you, Lord. Well, the word of the Lord tonight to all of us in this place is to keep being faithful. We've come this far. There's just no reason to change course. We're not carnal. We're not brutish. We're not soulish. We are spiritual men and women. Praise, praise, praise God. That earthy, demonic, and what is that? Devilish. Earthly, sensual, devilish. Let's just purge that out of our path right now. Let's just say out of our own faith that we're going to recognize that from now on. When Bubba walks up and says, well, this is what I think you ought to do. I had some men over at my house helping me do some things, and I'm telling you the advice was free, flowing free, and it was straight from the pit. It was nothing from God. I mean, it, but it would just... So right now, Lord, we, we, we sharpen up our discernment that wisdom and discretion would watch over us, and Lord, we'd put a guard on our ears, and that good ideas come from God, and everything else is suspect. So we just thank you right now, Lord, that we recognize that earthy, sensual, devilish, or demonic. We recognize that whatever form it comes to us. Y'all just grab hold of that with me tonight. In Jesus' name, we expose it and make it come to us as it is, not from above. Not from above. We, we put a filter on our heart right now that we will only live. We'll wait for it and will only live by wisdom that is from above. And until we, like Keith Moore said, if it's not quite, it's not right. And we, we say no, we're willing to wait. Faith is willing to wait. Righteousness is willing to stand the test. of. We just say right now, Lord, in Jesus' name, we're looking for wisdom from above. We're looking for a supernatural summer that'll give us a supernatural end of days for the rest of our days. Till Jesus comes for us, Lord, we said this summer was the pivot for our lives. We focused on getting you in us in a bigger way. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, we didn't pray long tonight by any kind of standard, but the key there is not to try to get it all done together, is to get stirred up to go home and pray. To get up and, or to stay late or to catch a, catch a moment here and pray stuff out. Because you know how dust is. It just gets in your house. And it's like, what? How'd this dust get in here? It, it's in there. So the world gets in us like dust does in a room. And we have to dust it out. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to receive our midweek tithes and all.